The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, episode 272. Welcome to The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, where we talk about applying high leverage psychology in your business and life. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, licensed psychologist, private practice owner, speaker, executive coach, and consultant. I became a psychologist to learn how to leverage psychology and help others do the same. For over a decade, I've been tracking how psychology gets in the way of smart and results-driven people. For years, I've developed frameworks and tools to help them leverage psychology instead to launch themselves forward. It's my mission to share my hard-earned lessons with you so you can launch yourself forward too. I can't wait to talk high leverage psychology with you so you can learn to take higher leverage action today. Let's talk high leverage psychology. Last week in episode 271, I unpacked what gets in the way of reaching goals quickly. I also shared my simple five-step process to move you forward faster. Today, I'm talking about why consistency is so hard and what you can do about it. Let's dive in. I see it all the time. Clients who get stuck and struggle to reach their goals. So often, they talk about having a hard time being consistent. Over and over again, we've explored what's going on for them so we can move them forward. Let me tell you a story about Harry. He signed up for a race and spent weeks training to run. He ran across town, back and forth over bridges, up, down, and across all of New York City. On the day of the race, he grabbed his running gear and got to the starting line, only to find that he signed up for a triathlon. He felt so embarrassed, like a failure, before he even got started. A lot of people think about accomplishing a goal, like running a marathon. As it turns out, reaching goals and living life optimally is a bit more like a triathlon. One leg of the race is swimming, another one is biking, and finally, running. What gets you off the mark at the start isn't the same as what gets you through the middle or into the end. What Harry learned, and a lesson that I really want you to take from today, is that there are different skills and approaches that are really important so you can maintain consistency and accomplish your goals in any or every part of your life. Here are 23 of the most common reasons I've seen that get in the way of consistency. Number one, relying on motivation to keep going. If motivation is all that keeps you going, when motivation goes away, so does the action. Number two, focusing on a big outcome. When a big outcome is so far away, it can feel unattainable. The daily decisions and actions are much easier to rationalize away then. Instead, create a grand vision and keep breaking it down into smaller and smaller chunks. Keep going until you have daily actions that will get you to your goals. Connect the daily actions with achieving your big goals, that big outcome. Number three, not rewarding little steps and milestones. 
Rewarding small steps is how we learn and build every important skill. How we meet objectives that lead to goals. Goals that lay the road to our dreams. People often laugh at the idea, especially at first. Really successful and consistent people leverage small rewards to keep going where others stop. Number four, getting discouraged by the effort needed to make a change. When the juice isn't worth the squeeze, our brains come up with reasons why we shouldn't bother. And more rewarding things we can do with our time and effort. To counteract it, you need to have a compelling reason why your daily actions and efforts are worth it. Number five, not making changes to your environment. This is huge, and research shows that we fall back on old habits in familiar environments. Tailoring your environment to support consistency is key here. Number six, not creating any organization or infrastructure. Reminders and convenience are powerful allies in creating habits and consistency around them. Number seven, assuming it will be easy. Achieving goals and staying consistent means dealing with the messy middle, or what Seth Godin refers to as the dip. Early on, it can be exciting to make progress. How you handle it when things get hard or slows down, that's really huge. Number eight, not having a plan for getting back on track. Falling off your new habit or goal for a day or two doesn't predict whether you'll get there in the long term, but staying off can ensure you won't. Number nine, no reward system. When it comes to staying consistent, the behavioral science is clear. Rewards reinforce behavior, which makes us keep doing it. Aim for rewards that are as small as possible and still meaningful that keep you motivated and doing it over and over again. Number 10, no accountability. When our actions and efforts happen in the dark, we can feel like it doesn't matter if we even stop. So it's easier to stop. There are a lot of types of accountability. Emotional accountability is feeling the reward or discomfort and using that to keep fueling us to do the things that move us forward. Social accountability leans on a relationship or someone else to really help push and prod or pull us forward. Punitive accountability holds the threat of something that we really don't want if we lapse, like an automatic donation to a cause that you hate if you don't follow through on a commitment. Number 11, trying to skip ahead. So often I see people dream of an outcome, but without a plan of action to get there. It's like they hope or assume it will just materialize because they want it or dream it. Number 11, relying on self-discipline to push through. When you try to force yourself only by sheer force of will, it can also drain you and leave you burned out faster because the habit of pushing can get in conflict with taking care of yourself. Number 13, Lack of resourcing. That could be sleep, nutrition, sunlight, exercise, meaningful connection, or any number of other things. Whatever makes you feel great day after day, week after week. Number 14, self-criticism. I work with a lot of clients who drive themselves hard by being their harshest critic. 
Self-criticism says you're not good enough. Not wanting to think or feel terrible about yourself can be a really big motivator for change, but it can also be a double-edged sword because it can lead to thinking you can't be better and therefore it's not worth the effort. It avoids the discomfort of feeling frustrated, disappointed, or hurt. Instead, you can use the feelings to drive you to do better and redouble your efforts. Number 15, not following through on commitments or promises, especially to yourself. Even small things like snoozing your alarm, being late, or pushing off something you set aside time to do. It creates this story, an identity of not following through on what you decided to do. Think of your decisions and your word as your bond. Keep it, and they make you who you can be. Break them, and your decisions and commitments lose their potency. Number 16, finger pointing. Sometimes it takes the form of blaming outside factors, which can also be referred to as making an excuse. Other times, it can take the form of self-blame. Imagine that you baked a pie but it didn't turn out the way you wanted. If you had three choices for how to think and your actions had to follow, which of the following would you choose? A, the pie turned out bad because of the ingredients. B, you're a terrible baker. Or C, wondering what happened and how you can do better next time. As you might imagine, if you choose A, the pie turned out bad because of the ingredients, then the only way to change or make that better is to either buy better ingredients or just assume that sometimes the pie is going to turn out bad and it's out of your control. B, if you chose to think you're a terrible baker, then there might not be a lot that you can do about it. It just becomes a self-reinforcing identity. If you choose C, wondering what happened and how you can do better next time, you can ask yourself what's missing. And that becomes a route to improving. Number 17, lack of variety inside the consistency. Inside every consistent action, you can create variety, like switching up exercises at the gym or having five different flavor options for your morning oatmeal. Think about small variations inside of your habits and goals. It can help to prevent the experience from feeling stale or getting boring, which can really affect motivation. Number 18, immediate gratification. A very common pitfall. It leads to putting instant joy or relief above long-term success. Number 19, low tolerance for discomfort. When things get hard or you struggle with emotions, it's easy to avoid or stop. Don't get me wrong. Frustration, disappointment, and fear of failure are real. Embarrassment and shame are tough. When the goal is to avoid being uncomfortable or having big uncomfortable feelings, that can override pursuing your goals. Learning to lean into the emotions and use them as fuel to help pull you forward can be critically helpful and can really empower you to stay consistent. Number 20, no tracking. Measuring and monitoring progress is also really key as part of consistency. It creates momentum to keep you going and helps you see when it's time to adapt to keep 
moving forward to ensure that you have the consistency that you need. Number 21, people-pleasing. Most of us are affected to some degree by the people around us. If other people and their needs take precedence, your goals can get sidelined. And that can really mess with your consistency. Instead, find ways to cultivate supportive relationships with boundaries. Connect with the people around you who help instead of hinder your progress. 22. Lack of clarity. When you don't have clearly defined goals, it becomes hard to gauge if you're really working towards them. Same for daily actions that move you forward towards your goals. So it really makes sense and it's really beneficial to clarify your goals and actions and how they move you forward to living the life you want to live, to accomplishing or achieving the goals that you want to achieve. Number 23, perception issues. Believing you can't do it, believing you haven't made progress, assuming you'll never get there. Expecting to feel disappointed with the outcome. These assumptions and perceptions tip the scales away from sticking to your actions and your goals. In a nutshell, here are seven principles to keep in mind so you can create more consistency for yourself. Number one, clarify short-term actions and connect them to your long-term goals and dreams. Number two, meaningfully reward yourself for small actions and achievements. Number three, create boundaries and accountability to keep your goals and focus the center of your life. Number four, Track and measure progress to see your growth and adapt to keep moving forward. Number five, be mindful of resourcing yourself so you can do your best. Number six, lean into uncomfortable feelings and use them as fuel to propel yourself forward. And number seven, expect bumps in the road and have a plan to get back on track. Now that you know what not to do, you can avoid many of the pitfalls that hold us back. With the seven consistency principles to follow, you can create a life with more of what you want and less of what you don't. And if you're looking for more guidance or support, my practice helps driven professionals, business owners, leadership, and couples live masterfully in every area of life. And on that note, I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. If you learned something valuable today, take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It helps grow the show and gives more smart, high-performing, results-driven people like you the ability to learn and apply high-leverage psychology to your business and life. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast is produced by Dr. Yishai and PodTech. Music by www.purple-planet.com. Dr. Yishai is a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with the guest or listener. The information contained in this publication is for general informational purposes only and shall not be relied on or construed as coaching advice or therapy. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thanks again for listening. I hope today's episode fulfilled my mission to help you leverage psychology better in your business and life.